1010 WOLB Baltimore and WERQ-FM HD3 Baltimore. The views and opinions of the guest and host you hear are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio 1, its sponsors or advertisers. family good morning in conversation with ly and good morning to each and every one of you I trust the weekend went along pretty good and we're going to certainly get right into it we've got a couple issues we want to bring right to you being joined by mr mark c my brother and eric as well sitting in and uh we are, of course want you to know that in conversation with ly is streaming from multiple sites, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Amazon Podcasts, and iHeart Podcasts. And uh, we are up and strong, and we are just about ready to go with uh, something that we're going to hold off until every dotted I and T is taken care of. So we'll have that for you, hopefully, uh, by next Monday. In the meantime, uh, we certainly want you to know that uh, we're forging ahead. I certainly ask and seek your prayers uh, for my sister-in-law. She is, uh, as um, I, I really could call her, sister-in-law is fine, but sister. I mean, she she was there for my mother's last three years and uh, basically left her home and came in to live with Mama and I and uh, was there with Mama for the last three years. And she provided for her. And she uh, was hospitalized this weekend, and uh, she's in ICU. And all I can say to just uh, Sister Jeanette is that I love you. You're certainly here about prayers, and we uh, we want to see you come through. And so we pray to God that he'll find his way to send his best doctors and everything that you need to reach you and that you'll be able to come through. So know that. And uh, wow, what a tremendous, tremendous. Can you imagine giving up your life to be with someone in their last three years? And because of that, Mama was able to, in my opinion, uh, ease her way through the process. And uh, Jeanette was right there. And certainly allowed me to try to continue functioning to the best of my ability at the same time having the concern 
about mother. So, Jeanette, thank you. Our prayers are to you, deeply so. Okay. Um, also, I want you to know that uh, we're going to be looking forward to our man meeting next week. We've invited the treasurer of the state of Maryland. That is uh, Derek Davis, the African-American treasurer, Derek Davis. So we will have completed the year pretty much with the governor having been with us in May and the controller being with us in July and Derek being with us, Darius Davis, treasurer, in uh, this month. Uh, we're also going to be looking at our committee structure, making some revisions there and uh, utilizing them more and more as uh, we get ready to go through a process in which activity upon activity, we're taking action where action needs to be taken. And so that committee structure and how we're going to do it will be fully explained to you as well. Again, that's uh, next Tuesday, the third Tuesday of the month at the New Shallow Baptist Church. And we encourage you to come and join up if you haven't already. It's going to be a strong, strong meeting. We usually don't stay in no more than or if we're in if you're there by 7, I would say by 8.15, the latest. So come on and join us. Also, I, I don't know about you, but here we go again. We're worried about what's going to happen with the government. You got the Republicans sitting over there playing games. And uh, this new guy, you know, what's his name? Uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson. He proposes a two-step temporary spending plan. I mean, he, he said Saturday he will seek to avoid a government shutdown next weekend with a two-step temporary spending plan. But his proposal drew immediate criticism from some fellow conservatives and the White House. In a written statement, he said his plan will stop the absurd holiday season tradition of massive, loaded-up spending bills introduced right before the Christmas recess. The spending plan expires at midnight Friday, and certain government operations will halt if House Republicans cannot agree on a plan that also gets approval from President Joe Biden and the Democratic Senate. Johnson's plan is <laughs> it's, 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 it's poor. It's a CR novel type of continuing resolution, the tool typically used by Congress to extend funding levels to keep government running in lieu of an agreement on next year's federal budget. His two-step plan would extend the operation until January the 19th for some agencies and until February the 2nd for others while Congress continues to negotiate. Some Republicans began objecting to Johnson's plan shortly after his announcement, seeing it leaves out too much. And, of course, uh, Representative Martin Taylor Green used the ex-social media site, formerly Twitter, to list a number of objections. No money to Ukraine. Close the border. Stop weaponizing government. Impeach Biden. And uh, also uh, Gray, Garland, and Gavins. None of those items are unacceptable to the Senate or to the president. <laughs> she is something else. She is really, really believing all the press that's coming her way, despite the fact that even some of her own members have called her stupid, insane, and crazy, and has no sense of commitment to the real parts of the country, except for what she thinks is going to help her get some political posturing achieved. So it's uh, this coming Friday. 
And here we are on Monday, five days. And we keep going through this, playing games with the budget, playing games with people's lives. And it's... it's I've been curious about it, and I'm now beginning to understand that I was hoping it was going to pass, but it doesn't look like it. You know what I'm talking about? How do you feel uh, now that it continues? At least I'm curious. What do you think about Joe Biden now as the president? I mean, he's stuck between a vision and current reality, as I see it. I'm going to support him and be very clear about that. I'm going to support the man. I'm going to support the man. But yet, I look at the latest polls. 71% of registered voters surveyed by the New York Times in a background states believe Joe Biden is too old to be president. Now, Trump is only three years younger. He can't even remember what president he's running against. Can't even remember what country... He wants to talk about Greece, and he wants to talk about Turkey. No, he wants to talk about another. Come on now. Then also, same poll. 62% say Biden doesn't have the mental sharpness to be president. I have no agreement with that. 36% of Americans surveyed in a poll, CNN poll, view Biden as an effective world leader. 36%. Catch this. 48% of Americans see former President Donald Trump as an effective world leader. What you say? Come on. I mean, you've had nations talk about how good it felt to have the United States back at the table, talking with them, trusting them, believing that we had an agenda that was going to be, we were going to stick to. I don't, okay, I mean, everyone has their opinion. I wasn't asked on any one of these four questions by these pollsters. But I'm here to tell you, family, we must take this election coming up seriously. Oh, so seriously. Did you hear him talking about Trump over the weekend? What he said he's going to do to his political enemies? How he's going to attack? I mean, one thing you got to say about him, he's just telling you straight up front, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to make some changes. And he's going to have an administration this time because he saw what happened when he even tried to turn the military. And the military folks said, no, Mr. President, we can't do this. Now, even though he's commander in chief, they knew what he was going to do was going to uproot and destroy democracy. So now what does he do? He goes through the questioning period of these guys, ladies, whoever were to be into the Trump administration. And they got to commit themselves straight up and say so publicly, probably. I will join with the president in his agenda, in his agenda. We better get ready. I'm not ready to concede this election, but I'm scared. I'm worried. We have got to make sure that this man does not get reelected. <sighs> Scary. Also, I um, want to talk about the fact that uh, you can 
this coming Saturday, you'll hear Ms. Maybell talk about it, uh, that NAN Great Obama chapter, and Ms. Ms. Maybell is putting together our food drive. We've done this now for several years. It's going to be at Darina Players this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday between 12 and 3, and we encourage you to come. Bring no money. Just bring your basket and be partake. This is also we'll have voter registration done at the same time. And that's this coming Saturday at the Arena Players. Want you to be mindful of that. Also, um, you should know that uh, we have our website. And we encourage you to go to it and see all the latest that's going on. I'm very happy that got a tremendous web consultant who's moving along and pushing the straight forward. LY Media and Communications. LY Media and Communications. And uh, we've got a strong, strong take. Uh, I saw the revisions, so it's ready to go. Check it out and see what you think. Then I want to share with you the fact that I am nervous as I can be about how we want to tackle this nursing home issue. I must have heard from no less since last Monday, seven people telling me about situations in these nursing homes. We have got to make prioritizing how we deal with these. We did this when I was in the legislature, oh my goodness, maybe about uh, in the late 90s. And we called for an investment, and it, it was needed. They went in and made some changes. But from what I'm hearing from folks, them changes are not enough. More has to be done. People are finding their loved ones in bed with not having been changed in hours. Being treated with disrespect. You've got to, you know, one thing, Lord, I'm so grateful to him. I made my mother a promise. I would never have her in a nursing home. And I was able to keep that promise to her. And like I said earlier, Jeanette, my sister-in-law, who came in and helped me. But those of you who have got loved ones in nursing homes, please visit. Please let that person at home know that you care. Don't let a person stay in a nursing home without some observation. Once, twice, three times a week, whatever you can put on there, let them know you're not going to just have them in the nursing home and you don't see them, don't talk with them, don't have any concern. You do have concern for your loved one, and they need to know it. That's why we're going to talk more about getting our senior fest this spring organized and ready to go, and uh, I'll be talking with uh, Smitty and Alex about that. Seniors in action. we got to get ready. We have to get ready. And somebody said to me, why are you concentrating on that? I said, number one, I'm a senior. God willing, in the next um, we can have, I'll be 74. So, yeah. And uh, I'm going to be concerned. And as I'm going through just dealing with prescriptions, dealing with all the aging problems and consultants and tests and things, you have to know who you can call. And a lot of these delegates and senators, they're not going to do what we used to do. We used to come out to you and tell you, here we are. This is what we're about. Call us. Put us to work for you. Session 
It starts in January. It's supposed to be in, in 90 days. But during that time, they're supposed to still be doing constituency services. And certainly after from May until December. And some of you, I bet you if I was to ask one of every three of you who called this morning, do you know your name, your delegate or your senator? Regretfully, most of you will have to tell me no. And that's a shame. So we're going to do what we can over the next few weeks to push and have that senior fest. It's going to be major. And I bet you once they see how it's going to catch on and how it's going to grow and who's coming, there won't be an elected official running for anything. They won't make their way there. That's just how it is. But let me go pick up Mr. Mark C. right now. Mark C., my brother, how are you, good sir? Hey, how you doing, big brother and big E.? I'm holding on, man, and I'm glad, you know, I'm thankful and grateful to be here another day, brother. I'm a senior, too. So, you know, I'm glad that we're dealing with those issues, man, because, uh, you know, our seniors and our young people, Larry, you know, I always want to be a voice for them because they're the most vulnerable as far as I'm concerned, you know, and that's shameful, you know, what you were saying because, and that's why I don't let people off the hook, Larry, because when, when you hired to do a job, I mean, most of the aides and stuff like that that work in a nursing home, that's your whole job. You know, your whole job is to make sure that your patient is clean and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's why I don't let people off the hook, Larry. And I'm glad that you're dealing with this, uh, you know, because you've had seniors that had to eat dog food and all that kind of stuff and, and, and instead of getting medicine and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad we got medicine reform, you know. And then Donald Trump, you talk about Donald Trump, man, I don't even respect him as a man, you know. And, and number one, he, he, my brother passed away from going to Vietnam, died from Agent Orange-related cancer, and he's a five-time draft dodger coward who said veterans are suckers and losers, you know. So nobody really has an excuse to vote for him. He doesn't have anything. No, he don't know nothing about policy. He don't care. His secretary of state called him an effing moron, never took it back. His chief of staff called him an idiot, never took it back. His sister and his niece wrote books. His sister, they got the same mother and father, said he's the most dangerous man on the planet. So what excuse do you have? If you are Hispanic, he went to Puerto Rico, was throwing paper towels. 3,000 people had died. He went there throwing paper towels and, 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 and um. And, and, and criticizing the mayor. 3,000 people dead. So it, when people want to vote for him, it ain't got nothing to do with policy or nothing like that. If you if, if you have a Donald Trump mindset, then that, you know, that that's, it's a free free country. For sure, for sure. Well, let's see what uh, Mr. Raven <laughs> Advocates has to say this morning to oh, his mind. What happened? Look, what happened? What happened? What happened? Eric? Can you hear me on that? What happened? What happened, man? Mark, what happened with the Ravens, man? I fell asleep. I was waking up early watching that early game, and uh, I thought we had it in the bag, and I kind of dozed off. I'm getting old, so I needed a little nap. And I woke up and seen that L, and I said, you know what? I'm not even looking into it. Somebody going to have to tell me. One of y'all going to have to inform me because I couldn't even bring myself to look at it. But I just know we, you know, we, we ain't doing it right. Something happened. What happened, Mark? What happened, man? Let me know. This, this, is, this is what happened in a nutshell, man. We gave away another game, you know, uh, at the end that we, that we shouldn't have gave away. And, and, and if we got Super Bowl aspirations, we can't continue to do that 
And, I mean, it it doesn't even make any sense how we lost. <laughs> None at all. But, you know, so, uh, you know, the last, what, few minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to lose. We the ones usually win that on the field goal on the last, you know. So what was it, a pick six, like Mark? That, so. It was a pick six because I yeah, kind of yeah. seen it. It was a pick I six. You know what? You, I didn't even see that. I thought the game was over. That's what I'm saying. I come back at 30-31. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, cause I, I look, look, I'm thinking the game over. Yeah. Right? You know, Larry, what you think? I tell you the truth. I was so disappointed that I yeah. started flipping to the other stations. <laughs> look, imagine. Look, I'm, I'm, look. I had a little couple dollars. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I was, uh, you know, I got my little gambler, a little gambling little addict, a little bit. But uh, I put a couple dollars on it, and you know, wake up to that. So it's just like I can imagine somebody that really had big money or really was, you know, rooting and you know, really going for it. And that game was supposed to be one fourteen point. I know we was up fourteen at one point, and like I'm saying, when you got your foot on somebody's neck, you got to keep it down and. Like, a, 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 as a exactly. good team, it's certain stuff you just don't do. And, yeah, exactly. we, we looking a little shaky on that on that aspect, you know. And you got to blame the coaches on some of that because, like you're saying, you got to run the ball if, if you get a lead. So, I mean, you shouldn't even be throwing the ball if we up and stuff like that. So, it's just, you know, it's it, it, look, it, it's a minor setback for, you know, a, a bigger future for us. Put it like that. I'll take a loss now as long as we get to rolling and get to the playoffs and get it right by then. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Low hoping for. Let's go to God. Glory, the good how news you? is we can take it out on Cincinnati Thursday. Yes, sir. <laughs> I so hope you're right. Glory? <laughs> yeah, how, how you doing, Larry, and everybody else? How you doing, brother? Uh, hey, yeah, Glory, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Who's this, Mark C? Or, or? It's Mark and Brother Earth. Mm-hmm. We got Brother Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. One of these days, I'm going to do an introduction. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I just got some good information. I hear Larry talking about with these nursing homes, so I know a lot about these nursing homes too, Larry. But real quick, how many more games does the Ravens has left? Because I know out of sixteen, they played, you know, uh, sixteen games total. 17. How many games are left? In the so what are we? Are we seven and three right now? Yeah, seventeen is here. So we got a good seven left then. If we seven and three, right? Oh, a good. Th- okay, yeah, so my left. point is. My point is, and I, I'm, I'm a diehard Colt fan. I know why they left. I know the full story. And I live right next to a Jim Parker. But I don't want to get into that. But I always tell my cousin, I say, yeah, the Ravens are playing, but they haven't started playing the big boys yet. So if they got six more games, you know, when, if they can get by the big boys, and y'all know who the big boys are, so I ain't getting into that. Mm-hmm. But the, And, Larry, if you want to answer that question, who uh, who my delegate senator, I can tell you who it is. Go ahead. I, <laughs> my delegate Rosen, Rosenberg and Isaac, he's our, he's our, he's our fifth uh, senator. I mean, fifth uh, city council. Yeah, fifth city council. City yes, council. All, all right. Thank all right. you. Appreciate you, man. Have right. a safe one. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold, 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 hold. Uh, uh, about I, the nursing. Quickly. About, about the nursing home, Larry, if you just going back and then I'm coming up to the 23rd. The twentieth, when you remember when 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 uh, Providence was there, and when I had my sister living facility, uh, the hospital had wanted to know how we operate our facility, so we went down and joined the board and everything. And at the Providence, they never had a the senior center there now. They once they learned how we operated, that's when they built that that senior building right there, and everything. 
and, and and they changed their name because they had a bad name through the years about a nursing home. So a lot of people would not put their family members in a nursing home. So they changed their nursing home. I, I can't remember what it is, but they still have a lot of beds and everything. So that's that's a big issue uh, dealing with those nursing homes. And 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 lastly, they hard and I love our African people. They love a lot of people. They hire a lot of people that coming into the country and had them in there taking care of patients. Because I had been into a, a right. nursing home, nursing home a friend of mine, uh, on a Mitchell out there in, in Towson, and they have a lot of foreigners working there. And I'm telling you, they don't have no com- you know communication, you know, with you. So I know they probably how they're being treated in these okay. nursing homes. But that's a good fight. That's a good fight, man. We're going to you know? we're going to definitely be talking more about it. It's going to be a major issue that we're going to be bringing up. And uh, thank you very much. I got to press to get the other callers up. But thank you so much for your call and concern, good brother. I haven't heard from you in a while, Lady Jean. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good morning, uh, and, and uh, audience. I uh, I'm so Mary. I'm so happy you brought up the about the nursing home. And I knew that you would. Uh, I'm in a situation right now, and I'm, I, I understand it firsthand. Firsthand, not what somebody told me. Firsthand, and I understand what the gentleman before you said. But all of them are not foreigners, because some of the foreigners are nicer than these young Americans. They, they, they're arrogant. They're lazy. So, you know, I'm speaking at first hand, not, not what somebody told me. That's right. I understand. So, so uh, I, I'm just so grateful because I know you'll be on top of it. And I thank you with the bottom of my heart. I thank you. And and just uh, I'll keep Lady Jean in prayer. And I know you will, uh, you know, listen, audience. Thank you so much. No problem. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you for uh, here. She, uh, Lady Jean is uh, one of the oldest members of our chapter, and uh, she uh, makes it even with her wheelchair and, uh, and uh, makes her business to stand up and wants to take action. And she said, I know they want me not to be quiet. I'm not going to be quiet. I'm going to tell it. They are not right. doing our patients, these patients in here right. Now, they treat me right because I, I ask and, and say things that I need to say to them. But some of these ladies and other folks in here, they don't say nothing. They just stay quiet. And then some of them don't even have visitors to come and check on them. Don't go to sleep on these facilities. Gene, I'm going to press it as hard as I can and uh, see if we can't get some things done. Uh one thing about the word action, uh, you can find that anytime by this example here. Marvin, Doc Cheatham, what's on the plate this morning, man? Talk to us. Good morning. What an honor to be on the Larry Young Morning Show. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, good buddy. Hello. What's the let's t- what's what's the what's our fight today? Well, the fight, the fight today and the rest of this week and hopefully before the holiday season leaves us, folks, unfortunately, we have some services that are being provided for us in Baltimore City 
that are benefiting our predominantly white brothers and sisters in their communities, mm. but it's not benefiting those of us that are in black communities. And yes, I'm talking about the Charm City free bus transportation. Charm City has a bus transportation run by the Baltimore City Department of Transportation. And what they are doing, they are providing free bus services. Uh, but out of the 19 areas that they go into, only one of them, the uh, the uh, Reginald Lewis Museum, is the only one that basically would be, I guess, frequent by African-Americans. The Afro-American newspaper, I'm happy to say, did write an article covering this. We've had a couple of meetings about it. Uh, we know that the uh, the bike issue is probably the biggest transportation issue that we have, but we think this one is even bigger because it covers more people, and we just think it's, it's unfair, it's in, inequitable that the city of Baltimore would be providing uh, four different bus routes uh, that go through white neighborhoods. We're predominantly the predominance of folks that are living in Baltimore City. We talk about we being African Americans, but we don't have a free Tom City bus uh, circulator. Uh, and we're saying, you know, we, we're not asking that the other four uh, locations be changed. You know, let's keep them where they are. But I'm really disappointed. In our state senators who have been informed about this, we also know that our city council members have been informed about this. How do we have a predominantly black community uh, in city and you don't have any free buses that run through our neighborhoods? So the article which came out in August, uh, the recommendation that we have is to run an additional or fifth circulator bus that would run from uh, North Avenue from uh, Hilton to Milton. It would basically accommodate at least 20 churches. Uh, There are about eight schools uh, between colleges and and high schools. Uh, We want to list the number of black businesses that are up and down, but also white as well. But also North Avenue enables you to connect north, east, south, and west if you want to break off and get on a bus or a light rail uh, and do something different. So what we're trying to say, folks, is that Baltimore City, Sadly enough, due to our state centers and city council people are allowing four bus routes, the green, the orange, the purple, and the banner. Uh, And we had the Afro call. We've called. Uh, the number that they've given us, nobody ever answers the phone. So we, we can't talk to people from that department. But, you know, look, listen to the routes. The green route runs from City Hall to Bells Point the Johns Hopkins Hospital. The purple route runs from 33rd Street to Federal Hill. The orange route runs from Holland's Market to Harbor East. The banner route, which runs from the inner harbor to Fort McHenry. But where's the black neighborhoods? You're giving free bus transportation. This This is Monday through Sunday. It's every day. But they're only going through white neighborhoods. And we're saying, you know, we're, we're not trying to take anything away from our good uh, white brothers and sisters because they deserve transportation like like we do. But we're the majority in the city, and you're not providing us with charm city. I'm trying to figure out what's so charming about it when you're discriminating. Yeah, that's totally unfair. Totally unfair. You know, 
You know, it's 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 ironic. You know, when you look at the list, and we have a list of the buildings, uh, the businesses that are actually on North Avenue, folks, you would be amazed how many businesses we have, both black and white, that accommodate our entire city and how you can connect off of uh, being on North Avenue. So we say uh, we want a brown route. The Afro did write the article. We'll be happy to send anyone that's listening. We were happy to send you the article by the Afro. We also have our master plan that we devised that you can actually see uh, how many different places we would go to. And, and, and uh, in addition, it would allow us to go to churches. Those of us who uh, have churches on North Avenue, and there are 20 of them. There are 20 churches on North Avenue. You know, you may not be able to find uh, a parking space on North Avenue or the streets connected there, too. But you might be able to just get on a bus, go to the church, and then come back. So we're saying very clearly that our state senators, you have sorely failed us. Uh, to our members of the city council, uh, you know, it's like you're invisible. You don't even know that this is existing. So we're saying the Charm City Circle uh, is good, that it's free, uh, but it's only going through white neighborhoods. And we're saying we we need to make this correction, uh, and I think it needs to be a, a Thanksgiving, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah tribute uh, to the community of Baltimore that we get this done before the holiday season. And that way, folks can go to different places. You know, the American Museum, I love it. The Baltimore Museum, I love it. The Center Stage, I love it. The Flag House. But, you know, what about some of the other areas that we can go to? Doc, would you be kind enough to let's monitor this uh, every Monday and, and let's see what, what kind of progress we're making? And thank you, Larry. Thank you so much. You're always the forerunner when, when things need to be done. But, you know, we got 20 radio shows uh, that have predominantly black uh, audiences, uh, majority. We won't say 100%. Uh, we're saying uh, we got a radio show almost every day, two and three on some days. And we're saying, folks, if you're listening to talk radio, then call that radio station and ask them, have they dealt with the issue that there's a Charm City bus that runs uh, almost every 15 minutes, Monday through Sunday, and it's free, but it's only for white people? Every- I, I, I don't believe, you know, we're sitting and, and listening to this and really understanding. We're not talking about 1940s. We're not talking about 1920s. We're talking about 2023. We got a free bus service for white people in white communities in Baltimore City, a predominantly black community. It's white only. And to the point that your schedule permits, sir, let's monitor this every Monday. You call in and tell us how much progress we're making. This has to be not put off as, as something we'll get to. As, as you just heard Doc say, make your calls, hold these folks accountable. Let's get some answers. Yeah, we need to make look. We need to make a uh, a sit in on this one. How about we all go ride the bus routes where they let them ride through the white areas and and see how let's fill the buses up and maybe they understand where we're coming from or something like that. Because yeah, that that don't make no sense that yeah we can't get a free bus and as much as we need it, we need it. So yeah, I agree with you, Doc. 
Thank y'all so much Thank for you, having man. me. Keep, keep doing what y'all do because uh, Larry Young Show information is power. <laughs> Appreciate you, good man. Stay safe. Nah, Talk nah, to you nah, later nah. today. Appreciate you much. We're going to take right. a little quickie break and come right back. Stay tuned. 30 seconds or so. Be right back. And I never thought I'd be this way. And as far as I'm concerned. Good morning, in conversation with L.Y. Yes, indeed. I tell you, that really bothered you. I could tell by your face, man. Look, I'm a fair person. I'm for equality, and I don't like to be you know, mistreated or not be on a fair scale. And it just don't make sense that you know we can't get you know the same services or the same stuff that's available to them. Because I'm just picturing them getting off of work and getting a little free bus and riding bike lanes and doing everything, taking advantage of everything they can. And meanwhile, we have nothing. We can't even, you know, make it out here. And they just spit right in your face. That right there, yeah, that hurt me a little bit, you know. And I'm a passionate person, and I ain't like that. So I definitely agree. But, yeah, we got to expose them and let them know that that ain't right. Like I said, we can go ride the bus routes that they are allowing them to go through and see if they like it when we pile up on the bus and, and they can't get on it because, you know, just, just to send a message to something because I didn't agree with that at one, not one bit. So, yep. Mark? Yeah, for one thing, um, they listen, Big E, um, they listen, but um, I'm so glad that Larry was in um, Annapolis for 23 years. Yes, sir. Um, and, and, and he knows you know, who to, who, who to put the pressure to. Right. And we'll know next Monday, you know. But um, we can call 410-396-3100, and I'm going to do that. And you can leave a message for any uh, councilman. My councilman is 4th District, uh, uh, Mark Conway. So I, he will be getting a call. Everybody's councilman should be getting a call. That is a great idea. Right. Uh, uh, Larry. You know, and, and, and I'm so glad that we got you. A lot of people don't realize that, that you were in Annapolis 23 years. And if you were still there, a lot of this nonsense that, that's going on would not be going on. Jim Brochin, Jim Brochin said if he was in there, you know, and, and, and the thing that's going on is, is going on like, like when uh, the 14 and the 12-year-old attacked that lady. You know, uh, uh, women and children. I love the Muslims. Uh, that that's their saying: protecting women and children. I don't care what color you is, mm-hmm. twelve and fourteen year old. And then the mother come out and say, you know, they let him go. You know, they let him attack that woman. Let him go. Jim Bolton said we would have had 
the 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 uh, the, the uh, head of uh, uh, juvenile services, we would have had him. Uh, why you let him go? You know, on and on and on. You got a six uh, white guy, his sixteen year old. He took him to the police, Larry, because he stole the car. You know, we got ninety five hundred car theft, four over four hundred uh, 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 car jackings. You know, and stuff like that. And man, and we talked about that. If the biggest killer, and, and, and God forbid that that ever happened, it was white young people. Like the biggest killer of our uh, our school children and our young people is murder. Well, we have to call for a, 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 a special session for for um, consequences. You know, nobody want to lock everybody up, but but we need uh, uh, the court that 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 uh, the state's attorney is talking about. We need citation court and stuff like that. I was caught up in addiction. A lot of this stuff um, is because the, the adults dropped the ball, you know, on these, these young people that's out here in the street. From That's your, our responsibility from born to 18, you know, and the parents are tired. They speaking out. You know, where the parents at? Speaking out. Thank you. No problem. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's hear from Charles. Hello. Uh, morning, everybody. Praise God, everlasting almighty. Right? You know, like, I'm shocked about that bus thing. Uh, but I got something else for you, Senator. Why don't we have more black ownership? Okay? It's a shift going on. Black people wake up. Okay? It's a shift going on in the city. I'm one of the few brothers, uh, when I was in the Army, and went through the Berlin Wall. I kind of seen something similar over there. This city is slowly being taken over, right? God put somebody like Colonel Tyrone Boltz here that has a homeowner program that can help a whole lot of us. Everybody talking about a, a, a bus, a bus. What about homes? Our people need homes. If you own homes, you own the city. It's revenue. But you know what? Colonel Tyrone Boltz have been talking about this for a couple of years now, and it looks like nobody's paying attention to him. Don't you understand? If you have home ownership, you own the city. If you own the city, then you have a piece of the harbor that's, that's known worldwide for trade. And that's all that's coming out of me. Um, God bless everybody. And read the first book of Revelation, black people, and know who you are. All right, Brother Charles. Glad to hear from you, good man. Appreciate you much. Thank you. Okay. Woo. I uh, just had a chance. I haven't had a chance uh, to do any more than a quick review but uh, were you aware that the mayor, Brandon Scott, uh, put out what he calls the Baltimore Action Plan to immediately enhance the appearance of an atmosphere of downtown? Mm. Either one of you? No, I, 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 I ain't heard about know, that. He, uh, it was an editorial. What are you trying to accomplish with it? What is that going to cost? It, uh, he says here, and, and again, I... Really, what I, what I want to do, let's invite him mm-hmm. to, uh, to come on the show. 
and talk about this uh, action plan to immediately enhance the appearance and atmosphere of downtown because I drive through there just about every day. And uh, downtown then, the Lexington Market, and... Uh, it's rough down there. <laughs> thank it's, you. It's real rough. Thank you, thank you. And uh, the, the only time it's, it's, it's uh, somewhat durable is when it's cold mm -hmm. or bad weather. Or yeah. bad weather. Uh -huh. Otherwise, you will have a hard time. Yeah, I mean, businesses are crowd. closing on one side of the street mm -hmm. because they're more folks just standing around. Mm -hmm. yep. I yep. mean, I, listen, I, I want to have the plan. I want to see things done for the good. But uh, I'm going to ask him, it says here that he unveiled the downtown action plan, downtown rise roadmap for investment, support, and equity. And he announced a new set of actions that would immediately enhance the appearance and atmosphere of downtown. In the coming weeks and months, the project team will introduce key strategies and initiatives to revitalize our downtown core, engage a wider group of stakeholders, and release a comprehensive plan in early 2024. He says that the time is now to unlock the full potential of our downtown and envision a future where every block, alley, square foot of city embodies the promise of the best that Baltimore has to offer. He says, let's earmark on this journey together toward a brighter, more vibrant Baltimore. And he invites us to explore the details and sign up for the updates at Downtown Baltimore Rise Up. See, now look, I see he can make it look good and spruce it up and you know, but it's the about like 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 you saying it's the hangarounds and the crowds is down there because it can look beautiful, it can look this, but nobody's shopping in there. Like you saying, if it's twenty people hanging out and twenty people selling drugs and standing on this corner, I don't care how good downtown look and what you do to it. Until like you say, I guess the atmosphere is a part of what he's saying. So, and and changing the atmosphere is what they really need to do. You can clean the buildings, remodel, do whatever, but if you got the same hangarounds and the same crowds. Nobody risking their life to come in. I don't care how good the food is, what, what stores they got in there. You ain't risking your life, if you know what I mean, if, if you got to make a life a life decision to go shopping. So, yeah, downtown used to be downtown. It's not downtown no more. Well, I tell you, I want to see this, uh, to see the plan. Again, family, if you want to, so that we, when we do, hopefully the mayor will be, be responsive and join us on the discussion. I, I do want to say I have the highest respect for Shalonda Stokes, who's the president of the Downtown Partnership of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Now, she, I know this young lady is about the business of doing what's good for our community. And she's just, well, yeah, I have highest respect for her, admire, and um, I'd be more than happy also to have, she could consider joining us as well. But um, Mr. Mayor, he says here that he's inviting you to explore the details and sign up for updates at Downtown Baltimore rise.com so hey i'll be about the business of yes. the lining up yes. and then of course we want to know what the other candidates have to say mm -hmm. um, i mean you got uh, wallace out there now dixon's already out there now mm -hmm. and um, i know that uh, the others are going to be exploring uh 
And at the same time, I don't want us to put so much time on downtown that we're forgetting some of these neighborhoods that we have to go through. Oh, yes. Oh, the whole city. Goodness, we gotta look. Man. We can't neglect the whole the whole city is in, you know what I mean? In shambles kinda if you look at it, there's certain parts in every, you know, every area, east, west, north, south. There's certain areas that all need need, need a little help. Oh Mark, how do you feel about that? Well Um, it's like you said, Larry, and and and, and again, you know, the mayor um used to he could be on WBAL and everywhere, you know, um you you followed you follow his career here at my you I don't know why he hasn't came on um you know yet, but hopefully he will come on. But Eric said it, man. I worked down there um from ninety three to uh two thousand fourteen when I retired from VA. I used to go up and market all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually we were down there doing the the Morgan shoot. Uh we were down there with the Morgan students. They they had an event down there and you know, it's nice and all that kind of stuff. But you know, the city, uh, Baltimore City, you know, uh, downtown is, is low-hanging fruit. You know, you know, do that, you know, whatever. But we, in Baltimore City, uh, nobody feels safe uh, in Baltimore City. We, we've had more money than we've ever had. Uh, we have a youth uh, homeless problem. We have uh, 200 million. Listen to this, Larry and, and Big E. Mm-hmm. We got two. I think I sent it to you, Larry. We got 200 million dollars million with an m that baltimore city schools haven't spent out of the 400 million in uh arpa money that they got so what are we talking about what is our ceo talking about um she's talking about well we 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 try to get creative and this that and the other well yeah the school police come out and talk about, you know, uh, right. the dysfunction uh, in there. You had the the, the nurses come out, you, no teacher's aid, no counseling, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, that, that's what's going on, man. And, and, and why don't we deal with that stuff? Well, we're going to – one of the things I'm, I'm excited about with the podcast, uh, there's some limitations on what can and cannot be done here under the format of Radio 1 here on OLB. But once we get the podcast up and starting, and I, like I said, I've got some progress to say about that soon. Uh, we're going to have these candidates. Uh, we're not going to be limited by time, per se, with seven minutes. No. If the candidate, he or she has a, an agenda, they want to bring it out, each and every one will be given an opportunity. And uh, we're going to be, of course, when we have our senior fest, they better get ready because I'm going to invite them, have empty chairs. If they can't be in the chair, then it's going to be looked upon as you don't care. Uh, we're going to certainly be Hello. putting together uh, at least one mayoral form, and uh, but we're going to use the uh, the podcast process as a way and means of making sure candidates uh, who want to run for office will have an opportunity to talk with us and do some Q and A. But we got about four people, and the clock's against me, so let me run and get these people up yes, right sir. now. Gene, good morning. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Good morning, everybody, and, and thank you guys for you know morning, your observ- ob- thank you for your observations. Um, right now, I'm glad uh, people are speaking up and and referencing uh, what white people are doing, and uh, you know what they're doing and what we can't do, and so forth and so on. One of the, the initiatives that white people are taking in reference to their children and hijackings, uh, overdose deaths, uh, suicides. 
is is what they're doing is they're they're drug testing their children, and because they see that, especially right now, this and people haven't talked about it because I I, I really couldn't remember the name either, Zalat Zalazin. Zalazin, Mark, you probably know. I, I really don't know, but is it? It's stronger than fentanyl, but I don't know if it's a hundred times stronger than fentanyl. But that's the that's the new drug that they're putting and lacing drugs with. But and it's really uh, affecting the white community uh, nationally, and they are speaking yeah. up. About it. Well, we'll hear some about it if it's affecting them. Uh, we'll, we'll hear early. Oh then. yeah, and so now we're hear, hearing about it um, again. That's the for me. That's the three hundred uh, pound gorilla in the room, and it's really the nexus. Mm-hmm. Of where the problem originates, and so I, and I'm gonna say this again, uh, and I think what's gonna happen mm-hmm. is that it is we are gonna begin to drug test, the, you know, the children who get in, who get arrested, and so that we can identify which ones really have the you know the uh, problem and where it initiates from. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, sir. Uh, you know, for your um, like I say, your observations. No problem, Gene. Thank you, good man. Have a safe one. All right, let's go down here. Put this. Uh, let me see about this guy here. Uh, I I came across something the other day that disturbed the heck out of me. Uh, I, I don't know how many people. I'm about I'm talking about uh, brother Jason Mark. Somebody had some statements uh-huh. made about. They, you know I, I'm so sick and tired of this damn town when you're going to sit back and 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 you want to play these agendas and you got somebody who right. has an opinion and he might not you might not agree with him but damn it he has a right mm-hmm. to yeah. stand and speak freely and say what he means That's and right. not be criticized That's and then right. try to have some character assassinations and other th- no 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 this young man right, let me tell right. you uh, That's right. You cannot find a person who's committed to the black agenda stronger and bolder. He's committed, committed. And if you don't agree with him, that's all right. But you don't have to sit back right. and try to be nasty and cruel and and, and no, do some no. of the stuff. <laughs> well, um, let me, let me. I, 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 I just want Jason yes, to know right. it calm down, irked calm me. Down. It mm-hmm. irked me, man. I was being nice because I'm on radio. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's certain yes, people sir. here for uh, around me that yeah. I'm not gonna let you say just anything mm-hmm. about. Go ahead, we and say know what Jason. You, look, you know, I we tell, know Jason. Look, we know him too. <laughs> I tell people, you know, at, at this point now, what the hell? They, well, you uh, know me, and you take high blood pressure medicine. I, I, yeah, I probably need I mean, to. I mean, I just <laughs> you, you, I'm, you, I'm just not gonna sit still. You know, I, I, I'm at That's the right. point now at my That's age. Right. Hey, throw uh, what you want. Say what you want. I'm pressing forward. Mm-hmm. I got a few more things that the good Lord let me tarry that I want to do, but I ain't gonna let nobody in this town take me down Come the road. On, bring them on. Bring on, no. Jason. Bring them on. No. Bring them no. on. No. Brother Jason. Well, I, I I thank you, Senator, for the kind words. And um, you know, if we if we're not afraid to take a few uh, hits on the battlefield fighting for our community, then then we truly aren't warriors for our community. And right. uh, I am truly a warrior uh, in this fight. Uh, to try to transform Baltimore. I, I was calling about the downtown rise uh, issue. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, we have this downtown rise initiative, uh, which they're talking about bringing, I believe, by 2028, there's going to be $6.5 billion in development funding earmarked for downtown. So you got downtown rise while uptown continues to fall. And, and I just don't get it anymore. Like, we, we, we just developed uh, Canton, uh, the whole Canton community. You had Harbor East that was developed. 
all these programs have gotten pilot uh, money or, you know, uh, uh, taxes in lieu of financing, which has totaled over in the billions of dollars of deferred taxes to the city for the next 20 to 25 years, which really dates back to John Pakarakis and them when they first really started uh, lobbying um, and actually went to Annapolis and actually moved the process so that city council could have the decision over the tax in lieu of financing program. Um, and and you, you have just billions of dollars that of tax money that really should be going to our communities. Um, these billionaires and millionaires that are developing downtown should be paying their fair share of taxes, and then that money would allow us to do community redevelopment uptown. But we're complaining that we never have enough money for anything. We don't have money for our firefighters that they have the proper equipment. We don't have money to hire police officers and keep them here and retain them here. We don't have money for our streets. We don't have money for dilapidated properties. So it's like, you know, we, we, we're giving everything away to downtown while providing very little resources and opportunities uptown. And then when you're wondering why the city looks the way that it does, and I keep saying this, Baltimore is a nice town to visit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love to. I would, you know, yeah. love people to come here and visit, go to Fort, Mc, you know, McHenry and things like that. But if you had a choice between going to Florida, or going to uh, Vegas, or going to Hollywood, or going anywhere else in the country, why would you choose Baltimore right now? The way that Baltimore is, in reference to public safety, in reference to to, to the right. grime, in reference to the lack yeah. of amenities, why would you choose Baltimore yeah. right now? And to keep to, to keep investing in a money pit downtown when tourism and hospitality is at its lowest, when we're in an inflationary time, when right. we really should be talking about the past sins of this city. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, Senator, Yolanda's the only one talking about reparations because intergenerational wealth has been stolen from the black community and continues to get stolen from the black community when we continue to invest downtown and continue to give our tax dollars and tax breaks to downtown as opposed to investing uptown. Well, you can be sure that we want to hear from Yolanda as and, and the candidates. Uh, this is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, one of the top ten issues. Baltimore's action plan, and the mayor's put it out there. He wants to come forth and speak. Yeah. Fine, but uh, I will be talking with you off air, partner, about podcasts because sure. I think it's time to gear up because there's some limitations on the regular radio. The podcasts have a little bit more latitude. And I'll be talking sure. more to you about that real soon. In the meantime, we're ready we're, for you. We gotta, uh, Sean is giving me the signal, so you know what that means he's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a good one. Thank you very much. And coming up, big guy. I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job, L.Y. <laughs> okay, well, can I finish mine then, good brother Mark C? Because I, I got to get you off the line. Because the minute I say this, you're going to say something you shouldn't say. Which is, of course, coming up right now <laughs> behind me is the one and only, the living legend herself. And she got a crew with her this morning. Yes, sir. And uh, the donors are here. They were here before she got here this morning. Yes, indeed. That's how punctual they are. But anyway, we're going to have more to hear about them in a minute or so. In the meantime, family, have a great week. See many of you on this coming Saturday at Arena Players. And she'll be telling you about that as well. Okay? And don't forget the NAND meeting coming up the third Tuesday of the month. Eric, thank you. Mark, thank you. Brother Sean, it's time. Talking the day, soul at night, on the new 1010 WOLB.